2: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show, streamed every
1: morning on the Tom Bernard Show app
0: and anytime
1: on demand wherever you get your podcasts.
0: What do you think of that action, ladies and gentlemen? Bob Sands of Your Sports brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Lawyers, seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com That's Minnesotapersonalinjury.com. dot com. Sanny, what is happening, Pally? Well, now, I got to ask, because uh, I know you
3: are a huge Godfather fan, and I don't yes. know, it's Brittany and uh, AJ and Tevin, you guys are Godfather fans, too? Could yeah, you... yeah. Right. Leave the gun. So, Take
4: the cannoli.
3: Uh, well, I'm glad mattresses. you mentioned that, because Josh Dobbs is the NFL version of Paulie. You won't say him no more. <laughs> 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 oh.
0: <laughs> I like that, Sandy. Oh. That's he a great
3: thing. It just uh, and he should not have. He should have been yanked long before uh, the end of the third quarter, or how long he yeah. lasted. It should have been done even before halftime. He almost got the best wide receiver in football, the Viking star player, killed with that pass over the middle. And then he winds up. Justin Jefferson winds up going to the hospital to be checked, and that's never a good thing. I nope. mean, guys get hurt, but you don't normally hear about the hospital visit. So they probably yeah, wanted no to make sure about. nothing. Yeah, nothing was broken in there. But this team is – and it's not like, oh, Nick Mullins, he was great. He wasn't great at all. He just was able to complete a pass against the team. I mean, 0-0 through three quarters. (sighs) Second time ever the Vikings have had that happen. And I was stunned to see the Raiders have never been 0-0 through three quarters (laughs) until yesterday.
0: Bob, let me ask you a question. Because it seems to me like the head coach has got some smarts. It seems Mm -hmm. to me anyway. I've never met him. I don't know him but he seems to know what he's doing. Am I wrong about that? No, I think he is, but
3: you know what he's got? And it's a, it's great as a character, uh, you know, as part of his character, but it's not great as an NFL coach. He's got compassion because they told the story. If you watched it, if you watched the game about the reason he started Dobbs, he wanted to give him another chance because this was about the time that teams give up on him. So he decided to give him that other chance. You got to be ruthless as an NFL coach. And he should have had a quicker hook than he did. It was very obvious early on that he was not going to get anything going.
2: And I wonder if his reasoning for keeping him in there, because we were losing linemen, it felt like every other time we snapped the football. So I wonder if he thought, you know, well, we need a mobile quarterback and Dobbs is much more mobile than but he won, other than one run. He wasn't he wasn't showing any a mobility. Yeah. But I mean, in like the reasoning being like, oh, he if he's going to be under duress all the time, he has a better chance of escaping it, even though he wasn't. than a Nick Mullins does, which would be my yeah, only he,
3: thought he went into the game with those without the guys being banged up. He made the decision to start him. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I thought he should have been putting Jaron Hall in. Oh, 100%. You know, but, he, he, but he was not even active, so he was not an option. And it it could have been uh, – I mean, a, Nick Mullins is a, a, just like we've seen Josh Dobbs, a journeyman quarterback. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go anywhere with him. Now, we'll see what happens in Cincinnati when you got another journeyman quarterback, Jake Browning, been with the Vikings on with tw- two stints on that, uh, their practice squad. The thing about Jake Browning, he had another good game yesterday, but Josh Dobbs had two good games, then the bottom fell out. So defenses figure these guys out.
2: Yeah. Do you okay. think Oh, do you think that uh, going into next week, it'll be Mullins starting with Jaron Hall as the backup and Dobbs not on yes. the roster?
3: Yeah, I don't, well, he'll be inactive.
2: Or, oh, yeah, inactive, I should say, yeah.
3: Yeah, I think he, that's really the only play he should make. Or could maybe but keep in mind, Jaron Hall had, was starting the game that we saw Josh Dobbs come in mm-hmm. and win. And he, he had two really good games. So we can't take that away from him, but that's about it.
0: Bob, I have to ask you this question, though, because Dobbs is a very smart guy. He's like an astrophysicist or something, isn't he? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but everybody in that room with you were in that on the show, other than me, is smart people.
0: Oh, so here we go. You want
3: to put us in there and play quarter? Hey, there's a lot of smart. You think, how do you think Einstein would have done as an NFL quarterback?
0: <laughs> yeah, let me think about that. Let me get back to you. Um, but don't try to suck up to the people on the show here either, Bob. That was very embarrassing.
4: Yeah, we no. can't do anything for you or your career, right. so I don't know why. You're- notice, but you, did you notice this was a
3: sociological test? None of them argued with me.
0: No, they did not. You're absolutely Oh, we're
5: dumb. I'm so dumb. We (laughs) weren't smart enough to argue. You have no idea how dumb I am, Bob.
2: Don't sell us short, Bob.
5: Oh, oh, you've all given
3: hints.
0: Danny, I gotta tell you, I already told everybody on the show this, they know, because we talked about it at the opening of the show. I didn't watch one minute of that show or the previous one in Chicago. That game, I should say, not show. You are the wise one. I can't this team is driving me insane. They have very little talent on that team. Very.
3: Yeah, eh, there's talent on the team, but like it's just who? not. It, it. Well, I mean, w- what side of the ball you want to talk about? Either one. It, okay, Justin Jefferson has got talent, but he's always hurt now. Well, not always hurt. He had a first injury of his career. <laughs> That's what Came I'm saying. He's almost always hurt
0: in 2023. He's almost always.
3: got her killed. I, <laughs> I know that was absurd. And I yeah. mean, that uh, Jordan Addison's a good player. T.J. Hawkinson
0: is a good yeah, player. He's I mean, okay. Christian
3: Derisau is one of the best left tackles in in football. And uh, Daniel yeah. Hunter is terrific. This Ivan yeah. Pace Jr., the kid that they have, you know, at linebacker had made a late interception to basically put the game away. He's gonna be a really good
0: player. Also maybe he, it is the coach, the head coach that's if it's such a good team with all this talent, what the hell is his problem?
3: Well, I mean I I still am not ready to close the books and say what a great coach he is. I mean, I think a Look. lot of people are rethinking Bill Belichick, the greatest coach ever, oh. with Tom Brady. Oh. Yeah, he was great. I mean, what has he done? Since? You need
2: a you need a quarterback, is what we're we're learning here.
3: Is you yeah. can't
2: uh, you can't have a quarterback that he uh, skips the ball to the receivers
3: or no. air mails it over their head. And wow. what we've we're learning here too, watching. I mean, it's a small sample size, but when they draft a quarterback, which they will do. The mobile quarterbacks, I don't think those are his style of quarterbacks. I think he does like the drop back quarterback. And that, uh, I mean, that limits the guys that he'd be, because a lot of these kids coming out are guys who can run and can move. And, you know, they're not drop back quarterbacks. The best quarterback, college quarterback for this team, might be J.J. McCarthy from Michigan, because that's what he is. And -hmm. he's run a lot of play action. And he played for a guy that was an NFL coach and will be again
2: Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. And I think a lot of these quarterbacks coming out do have the mobile aspect, but I think they use it in a way where it's not their go to like a Michael when Michael Vick was running around, he preferred to run rather than throw early in his career. Where I think if we got like a LSU's Jaden McDaniel or Jim McDaniel, Jaden Daniels type where he can run but he is still can throw the ball and relies on he, his arm.
3: He burst. can throw but he ran for over 1000 yards. This kid is a runner. I mean, that's the problem where you what you risk is. And to me, the best example was Robert Griffith, III. Mm-hmm. He was terrific, but he ran too much and got hurt and ruined his career. Yeah. Justin Fields strikes me as that kind of a guy, too, that he's a better runner than passer now. But he could be fantastic, but he has to stay healthy. Yep. And I think we've seen that in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. He is not running nearly as much as he once did. And it's made a difference in the way he's been able to play. I mean, that could wind up being the team that the AFC has to go through in Absolutely. the playoffs. That or Miami, because the uh, the Chiefs are done as for hosting throughout the playoffs. That that yet, mm-hmm. that loss yesterday put it. It was a nail in them.
0: And Bob, and, it was very clear that he was lined up off sides. There's no question that he was.
3: No. And but you know what? This is this is there's a reason Kadarius Tony is not on the field for every play.
0: Well, yeah. He's a well,
3: knucklehead. I don't think he could he, he can't. First of all, if you're a wide receiver, you watch in a lot of games. They look to the line judge to make sure they're not off sides. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to do. Right. Or, I mean, there's a little bit of leeway. It's not like if you're not right absolutely within an inch of the line, they're gonna call you for being off the line or being too far back. You got a little bit of room there. He needed to look better. Maybe he has problems with depth perception. Or what is it called when it's linear? You can't tell if you're in front or behind the line.
0: (laughs) Now, Bob, I need your vote on this one. If you could name one knucklehead on this show, who would it be?
3: Well, I'll default to me. Tevin just, just went guys, blank on my screen. My, my computer
2: is... I've had to restart this thing like seven well, times. Well, I'm guessing today. he's
3: the knucklehead because he can't stay on the air. That's yeah. how I can hear as I him. Said, as soon as I said knucklehead, his screen went black. Uh, <laughs> oh. it, it, it can happen to all of us. it probably happen to me in the next few
0: nanoseconds. <laughs> That was thank you, God. There must be a God because the timing on that was beautiful. <laughs> was, uh, hey, who loves you more than me? Oh, uh, poor <laughs> who's a knuckle black screen. <laughs> well, we can hear him. I mean, Tevin, can you talk yet you to be yeah, heard?
2: No, I can so the we're having I don't know if it's Wi-Fi issues, what's going on, but the computer that I'm on just will randomly not connect to the Wi-Fi. And then I see a bunch of black. Your screens go black on my end, and then everything just shuts down. Oh,
0: God. (sighs) High tech, high tech operation. That's all I have. So, we still didn't give us your vote, Bob. Who's the knucklehead on this show?
3: Well, I told you I voted for Tevin because he can't stay on the air.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's all Tevin's fault.
3: Okay, we can't. Okay.
0: You can't say.
3: There he is back. There he goes. All right, he's not a knucklehead anymore. And I can't vote for AJ because he could take me off the air with the push of a button. Oh, I was
5: hovering over it, Bob. I was waiting for it. (laughs) I know, and I would never do it to Brittany because she's a sensitive little flower.
4: Yeah, exactly. I know that.
0: Tevin's screen went black again.
5: Yeah, he's he's where I'm going to pull him out for the time being. He's (laughs) he's getting it worked out over there.
0: (laughs) The timing of it once again. Thank you, God. Your timing was amazing. There he is. Tevin's back with us now. Disaster.
3: Tevin is the, uh, he's the Paulie of the Tom Bernard show. You won't see
0: him no more, but he then you will him. again. <laughs> you won't. That's a pretty good take. I like that take, actually. So, Sandy, we got a uh, hockey team. We got a basketball team. Best we, team in f- the NBA, based yep. on a
3: record. Yep. And uh, they don't need to win no in-season tournaments to show how good they are. They've won in-season. six
0: straight. Whose idea was that, the in-season tournament? Oh, what a and, bad
3: idea! And all these LeBron sycophants—he's won his fifth title. Nah. What are you nuts? God. it's a ju- it's a pseudo title. It's a trumped-up marketing ploy, and to believe it's anything more than that, you've got issues. If,
2: issues. You got issues. You got issues. Bob, did you watch the championship? game for the
3: not a nanosecond oh, of it. damn
2: so the way they so the game whatever is a competitive basketball game we're happy for you but the way they broadcasted it the stands were all like dim and blacked out like it was a different what? look aesthetically like it's hard was to nobody explain. there <laughs> no like they normally like the stadium just all the lights are on you can see the fans yeah. and everything well this they had it almost like the lights off except for directly on the court. So everything else was black around them except, like, the court, obviously, you could see. Like, it's hard to explain, it's but it looked hilarious. super, super cool. I wish they would do that just, more often.
5: I feel like really? that's like given into, like, the, the neutral site aspect of it. Because when you're at home, if you're hosting mm-hmm. a team, you want – to see the fans you want to see how rowdy everybody is yeah I mean, this is like a neutral site blah 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 so yeah i, I i'm felt, cool with
2: that it felt futuristic like there were lights that would flash in the stands like when people Ooh. scored and
3: stuff like it it
2: was super super cool i wish they yeah, would it's do it's a
3: marketing more. ploy they're gonna do everything <laughs> they can to try to trump this thing up <laughs> You're know, thinking- uh,
0: what's that you know we should do, and I'm very serious about this. I was just looking at the you know, the docket for, for today, and there are a couple other days, I think, during the week, too. We should have people call into the show during the first hour on Mondays, Fridays, because you got Phil Mackey, you got Bob Sansevier, Chris Eggert likes sports, too. We should have people call in and make their comments, because, man, I heard some comments yesterday. Woo! Score North had a few people that were a little pissed off calling in, I'll tell you that. Got a I couple of Bud Lights in lost. their
2: Stomach, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> More than Maybe a couple, I'm sure. Maybe Bud Light or two. Maybe a Bud Light or two. So, what else you got, Sani? Well, you've got the,
3: uh, you've talked about Shoei Otani, right?
0: No God, let's talk about it again. I, I thought I would be the highest-paid baseball player ever at $7, but then they added a bunch of zeros behind that.
3: Well, Tom, in the time it took you to say that sentence, Shoei Atani made over $20. <laughs> <laughs> he makes $2.22 per second.
0: Ten years, $700 million.
3: $700 million.
0: $700 million, Bob. Did the guy even can't even pitch
3: for this year. He's not going to pitch next year. Did oh,
0: he just
5: uh, f- like follow no. along with how his agent, him and his agent, like played everybody uh, this past like Friday and Saturday? They sent out, they leaked like random stuff that he was going to be ch- joining the Blue Jays, and they put um, oh god Henry's one of the Shark Tank guys mm-hmm. on the same agency on a plane going from L.A. to Toronto and everybody's following and flight tracking, and people are like, he's going. The uh, Blue Jays fans are tweeting, like, let's go. Even Blue Jays players are like, wait, is this actually happening? This is awesome. It turns out he gets off the plane. It's the Shark Tank guy. It was all just a ploy to have the Dodgers come in with one last, like, $700 million over 10 years, played everybody like a fiddle. How
3: how can the Dodgers be that stupid? Nobody's going to take Canadian money. (laughs) You know, it just doesn't doesn't have the value. I mean, there's things involved with playing in Canada that could – because then you play in Canada and then you come here and you have to pay all the money on the U.S. side too, right? These players, I mean, you got to have a good accountant to keep track, especially when it's NBA and baseball with that, because every city, they have to pay taxes to that state when they play in that city. Mm -hmm. And his taxes are good. I mean, one trip to Minnesota, his taxes are going to be brutal. Well, yeah. Well, Well, for Shohei.
0: If he's playing in LA, he's already. Uh, you go with seven hundred. He actually is getting about three hundred and fifty million. They'll get more than half of that.
2: Yeah. Well, there's a picture circulating on X or Twitter uh, that's been going around where somebody put together like a mock, like ADP paycheck for him. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, his his earnings are uh, well, let's see, one point three million, and then the taxes getting taken out are seven hundred and thirty-four thousand
0: dollars. <laughs> Isn't that unbelievable? Yeah.
3: You know, the poor guy's going to be on a soup line before long with this guy. I was going to say, can not uh, he's going to have to get a second job.
0: But how did we ever allow our government to take over our personal lives the way they have? And it only started in the early 1900s. This has only been going on for about 110 years, you know.
3: And gotten worse.
0: And gotten worse and worse. And it's going to keep getting worse until we end up like some shithole over in Europe that pays 90% income tax.
3: Yes, but we're probably funding that, uh, that shithole. Oh,
0: that's probably I mean, true. That,
3: that, I'm not going to get on a discourse about it, but our problem is we give too much money away to too many countries. and oh, don't take really care right. of
0: our own. Mm-hmm. And don't you think you should allow the citizens who paid that money in the first place to be able to vote on whether we should do that or not?
3: Well, at least their representatives
0: should have a vote. Absolutely. I don't get it, man. It's We're way out of control with this money situation. No question about it. All right, Sandy, what else?
3: Well, I mean, you, again, you, you you mentioned the Wild, and they uh, they had a little bit of a good start with John Hines, and then they had a little bit of a – I don't know what's going to happen with that team. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's a team that, again, like the new quarterback, Josh Dobbs, comes in. Oh, look at that. Oh, we got our pastor or not. <laughs> and then the bottom falls out. Hines, oh, new coach,
5: look at that. Well, maybe the bottom's going to fall out. AJ, would yeah. AJ, you think the bottom is going to fall out with him or what? Well, what it, what he did last night, and I actually respect him for this, for the longest time, Matt Zuccarello has pretty much had an anchor on that top line with Kirill Caprizov because, you know, they're buddies and they're friends and all that stuff. And Zuccarello has had – he's been very productive this year, but I think at times you have to switch things around just to kind of shake the lines up, get new chemistry, kind of see what's going to click when everybody right. else isn't going on. One line can't win you a game. So he moved – uh, Rossi and Zuccarello down. Jewel Eriksson got moved up to center of the top line and moved Matthew Boldy to the top line. And that line looked very good last night. Matthew Boldy had another goal. He now has like five in five uh, of the past games. Marco Rossi had another goal. Um, he's kind of been thriving as well. So uh, the chemistry last night looked to have been ramped up over the past two games where they picked up losses. See- so.
3: And I'm going to go back to the Vikings. Kevin O'Connell needs to have a little bit more John Hines in him because he wasn't compassionate. Well, let me see mm-hmm. if this works. I'll give them another game or another two games. Just make the decision that's best for your team. Yes. because That's what you got to win games. And he had to no know after that last game, Josh Dobbs was not going to. I think they. this is the biggest problem I have with NFL coaches. They need a quick hook at one point starting pitchers in baseball, played the entire nine innings or pitched the whole game. And at some point it changed. It needs to change in the NFL. If your quarterback is struggling, yank him out. It doesn't mean – it does in the case of Dobbs, but it doesn't mean he should be benched forever. But take him out of that game because some guys just have bad days and just have the quick hook. It's not a bad thing.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree with you, Bob, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Like we have a quick hook – on this one, what's the sports reporter's name? Is it Bob something? something like see that, you man. later. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you won't see me no more.
0: You won't see me around. You won't see him around here no more. Bob. Yeah, why? Yes, sir. On the way out, I got to tell you something, because you watched the whole thing in one day. I watched uh, episode five of the season four of Fargo. That show gets better by the week. My God, that show's phenomenal.
3: Yeah, I tried to watch it last night, and for whatever reason, I could—I kept getting season one popping up on Hulu. Hulu's where you watch it, right?
0: Or where no, you I watching so. it? I yeah. believe so. I think—I think that's right.
3: All right. So then I—I said, ah, to "Hell with it. I'm going to watch Justified, City Primeval." Love so that I, show too. I—I I have to. I started getting into that. Then I looked at my watch, and it was after midnight. I said, "Ah, I'll come back to it."
0: So, but, but you're the, right. the latest season. Fargo was out. That's a good season. No, I'm not talking. Oh, that, yeah, five is supposed to be good, but I'm—I got. Even oh, four with four. Let's oh. yeah, see oh, if you okay. listened. You'd have known that in the first. Well,
3: which one is five? Which okay? You no said season to me. four, Stop episode five. Me right which episode is it?
0: <sighs> what? I literally told you that at the very beginning. No, so you I told said, me what happened. Episodes. What's it about? I'm not talking to you anymore. Track me here, would you? You're a disaster.
3: <laughs> would you listen to what I'm asking? You're a complete disaster.
0: I'm asking disaster. you. <laughs> it was episode five of season four. Yes,
3: and which one is that?
0: I don't know. I'm not asking
3: the, you who's on first, third base. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to know what was the plot in that one. Is all I was asking. You know what's I don't really remember. great
0: about this? What's really great about this is every parent who's listening right now is okay. We're not going to tell the kids to get into either radio or podcasting <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> it's the one. Where well, you know what's his name is in uh, in season four. You know Chris that you watch the whole thing. Um, well, no, Chris Rock is phenomenal, but he was talking about Justified. Uh oh, no, yeah, Justified. He's in, he's in. Uh, Timothy Oliphant is in it too.
3: He's the star. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, least, he's
0: phenomenal.
3: Yeah. So.
0: But uh, yeah, terrific. That season, Bob is getting better and better. And I, you know, I'm I'm that and then watch season five because I've always liked John Ham anyway. And I gotta assume he's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. terrific. All right. Uh, just in case that he doesn't, he's not paying attention. Bye, Bob. We'll see. You later. <laughs> All
3: right. I, I I really think you won't see me no more after that exchange.
0: Uh, yeah. I could. I could not work if you didn't exist, Bob. If yeah, right. there was no Bob. I couldn't do it. I just quit. Okay. Well, there's no Bob right now. Sandy's out, ladies and gentlemen. Bob Sands for sports brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant personal injury lawyers Bradshaw and Bryant personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured contact Bradshaw and Bryant at Minnesota personal that's what I do love about people I I start out by saying I watched season I mean I watched uh, episode five of season four and uh, well what what episode did you watch
5: it's like Jesus
2: Bob you're like season four Bob season five. Season, season five four, Bob. Five? Well, I like season three, too.
0: No, <laughs> what's, what's that one about? Four. Tell
5: me what it's about.
0: <laughs> what a sanny. I've been stuck with him now. You know that the Q fired him five times? When he worked with me. How does he
2: keep getting
5: back in the door? It's so wild. It's so wild.
0: It's my fault. He's like a rash.
5: He'll he'll go away briefly and then just right on
4: back. (laughs) And you weirdly miss him when he's gone. Like I just love him, but he's absolutely unhinged, insane. And then and then he tries to pivot what he was asking, which was hilarious and be like, What? No,
2: no I, I know you so, meant season four. I meant this. Yes. <laughs> like,
0: no, no, you See, don't that's don't. a very good point. No, I know exactly what you're talking. No, you don't. Probably. You have no clue what I'm talking about. No question about it. But uh, you should have met. Do you ever meet Bob's mother? No. Nope. She is. You know, that mom and all the Italian, like the mobster movies and Italian. <laughs> mm-hmm. and the, yeah. the moms. That's his mother. And I'm not kidding you. His mother, you see the nice Italian woman from uh, New Jersey. And you can tell the second you say hello to her. Hey, Mrs. Uh, Sansavir, how you doing? Eh, who are you? That's <laughs> one of those Does You own a fur coat? Uh, oh, I think so. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Well, that's a scene from what movie? When they when they robbed the uh, the airport. And the first thing that happens, the guy shows up in his wife wearing a brand new fur coat.
4: That's uh, Goodfellas.
0: Is, yeah. Good fellas. There you go. Yeah. You want to tip anybody off where you got the money to buy the fur coat. would you? Yeah. You dumbass. <laughs> God, that was stupid. RC the DJ. car was
5: a wedding present. Right. Well, Jimmy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then ice pick right in the back of the neck.
0: Oh, and You know, I'm looking at this. We got Phil, Phil Mackey on, then Chris Eggert. Then you got Bob Sansevier. we got an interview coming up. You got Kristen. Bert. We got a hell of a, hell of a lineup. That's all I'm saying. What a slate. But just, to be clear with, with everybody, I adore Bob Sansphere. Always have, always will. And his wife is better than he is, so there you go.
4: <laughs> Obviously. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah, that's just a given, isn't it?
4: Yeah, Mary's great.
0: I have not read the uh, the sheet for uh, Zach Schoenfeld. He's going to be on and We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Nicholas Coppola. Nicholas Cage, the name he has to use. I am fascinated because I, I knew that years ago. We had uh, Nicholas Cage, Cage on a couple of times on the morning show back in the day. You could not talk to a nicer guy. Uh, I mean, just very, very pleasant man, no question about it. It's going to be interesting to, to get Zach Schoenfeld's uh, take on him. Because some people go, God, isn't he a great guy? No, he's horrible. <laughs> You know, yeah. not everybody sees things the same way. No, and Nick Cage is a very –
2: he's very intriguing to me because he seems to be – almost mocked by Hollywood, because everybody's like, oh, his movies are terrible, but they're always super popular and entertaining, and so it's this weird juxtaposition of, well, is he really great, or does everybody make fun of him?
5: He's like the Nickelback of actors. Yes. People people don't want to like him. I love Nick Cage. National treasure rocks. Oh, we have
2: to steal the Declaration of Independence. What?
5: It was forged. (laughs) It was sustained. It was... He's firm. At
2: one point, doesn't he like rub lemon juice on it and is like blow dry? <laughs>
5: secret message. On the back? Oh, such a such I a gotta problem. tell
0: you, I don't know if you've ever seen it or not, but there is a clip from a guy in Sweden, and he finds out he can tell his car radio what to play. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen this? And he's driving so. along and he goes, would like to hear Nickelback and this? Something comes on, and it's not Nickelback. No, no, Nickelback. For about 10 minutes, he screamed, Nickelback! <laughs> the guy just loses. You got you to gotta watch the video if you get a chance, because it's phenomenal. He loses his mind because the radio won't listen to him in his car. Fantastic. All right, we do have to take a break. we got a great guest coming. I, I am fascinated by this guest. It's going to be really interesting. Boy, I tell you what, though. I just lifted up the sheet. I wouldn't want him looking at me like that. He, um, you guys see the one sheet?
4: He looks stacked.
0: He looks like this.
4: Uh, Damn. Yeah, he, he does oh, like man.
0: the cool thing. Yeah, like there a you picture, go. yeah. Ooh. You're right. Your ass, man. That's all I'm saying.
5: AJ, what put it down. It? Sorry, I didn't, right.
0: I didn't mean to scare you. I didn't mean to scare you, man. We'll, we'll take a break. Come right back. Zach Schoenfeld will join us. How Coppola became Cage. This is fascinating to me. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugarcoated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor. Call Josh now for a no-obligation 48-minute evaluation. You got nothing to lose. And you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. You'll be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security and investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. You know that. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. I am Tom Bernard, and I am a paid endorser. doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet, like other cleaning services, how about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero-resified, starting at $129. And don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, too. This is for the entire month. So call them right now, 952-Zero-Res. Backward or forwarded, spells the same. Or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named Service Truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy zero res carp. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself, and if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from coast-to-coast mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com That's OneKeyWest.com this is the tom bernard morning show podcast but Brittany, go home what happened oh wait a minute she's at home never see somebody had to drop a deuce
2: yeah i think uh is that what you were was it number two or number one Brittany?
4: oh no (laughs) oh no no. Oh no! But I'm a really quick pooper, so if it was pooping, it would. Uh, I would have been back pretty quick. Plus, I'm like an inch from the bathroom. But no, I had to run and do something quick. But I, oh, I thought I'd make it in time. You know how time yeah, just like problem. But I've I never
0: cared about stuff like that. If you're you tell you gotta... my hair
4: is all chaotic, I was sprinting. You were sprinting. Yeah.
0: Is Mr. Schoenfeld ready to go? Oh, uh, you're coming yep. up now. Oh, excellent. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Schoenfeld, our very special guest, how Coppola became Cage, an in-depth look at one of the film industry's most audacious working actors. 1982, a gangly teenager named Nicholas Coppola made his film debut and changed his name to Nicholas Cage, determined to distance himself from his famous family. Zach, how are you today, sir? Good,
1: good. Thank you
0: for having me. I'm telling you, I am uh, very fired up. First of all, way to send that promo picture. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me like, hey, Tom... You better do a good interview. I'm going to kill you. That's what you look like in your picture. <laughs> Is
1: it too you serious? Know?
0: Oh, yeah. You look very serious in this picture. I'll tell you yeah. that.
1: Well, I'm a <laughs> serious
0: Zach, I will tell you something. You're talking about one of my favorite actors out there. I, I was lucky enough. I did a morning show in town for about 9,000 years here, and uh, we had yeah. uh, Nicholas Cage on a, a few times. Just a very, he to me, he was a very pleasant guy, a great interview, very interesting. I was very impressed with him. What, what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, he's, he's a very interesting guy. Um, you know, I think because, because he often plays crazy people and lunatics in his films, I think people, when they interview him, they expect him to be you know, a bit of a loose cannon, but I interviewed him back when I was working at Newsweek. Um, and he was very, very generous, very respectful and thoughtful.
0: Yeah, no question about it. I, I just, he's a very smart man. So that's the other thing. I don't think Nicolas Cage gets the credit for being as intelligent as he acts. He's a very smart
4: guy.
1: He is. And part of that is because he, his father was a, was a literature professor and his father had him reading all kinds of books and father was showing him like bergman and fellini films when when cage was a very young kid and that that had a profound effect on him when when he was quite young
0: i will tell you the one thing i have to take back a little bit i would say 99% of the time he's a very smart guy and then there's a 1% of the time where he buys like 11 castles in europe and he's got that part of, part of him too
1: yeah he he he's been He's definitely a big spender, and um, he bought crazy amounts of real estate, sports cars. <laughs> at, at one point, he bought a rare dinosaur skull. And um, yep. I think part of the reason why he's been so prolific over the past 15 years, and he's, he's been doing like four or five movies a year, is because he had to dig himself out of real estate debt.
0: Yes, that is very true. I, I'm telling you, I'm one of those guys though, Zach, that if Nicolas Cage is in it, I will watch it because I, I do enjoy his work that much.
1: Yeah, what's, what's your favorite performance by him?
0: God, that's hard to say because he can play what was the name of the movie he was in with uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, uh, Cher. He was in a movie with Cher and I, I thought it was going to be a terrible mm-hmm. movie and it was good. Yes, yeah. It's a
1: classic. It's, it's- it's a very
0: romantic film. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Good point. What, what's the name of the film? Cameron? Moonstruck. You're thinking of Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Yes. There you go. I, I he surprised me how good he was in that movie, and I, I think the movie was terrific. He, he can play, I mean, he can play a great psychopath too. There's no doubt about that, right? Right. Yeah.
1: And he, he does play a pretty dark, isolated, brooding character in Moonstruck, but then. When he mm-hmm. needs a chair, she sweeps him off his feet and, you know, he kind of transforms into this handsome, tuxedo-clad, opera-loving uh, heartthrob.
0: Zach, do you think what's happening to him right now, because he gets he gets a lot of criticism from some people in Hollywood, not everybody, but some people. And do you think even though he did change his name, I don't want to be a Coppola, I want to be Nicolas Cage, and I want to be my own person. Being a Coppola has come back to haunt him, in Hollywood, a little bit. Don't? Oh yeah. Well, he's a Coppola, so that's why he's so successful. I don't find that to be true at all. He did it all on his own. I think.
1: Yeah, and that's why he changed his name is because he didn't. He really didn't want people oh. to know that he was Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. He wanted to. He wanted to go to auditions and be able to impress, you know, casting directors with his talent and with his character, and and, and not have people dismissing him as. You know, just a nepotism case. So I think, you know, I think he did build a career for himself on his own. He, you know, he, he also, he did work with his uncle Francis early on. He acted mm-hmm. in three of Francis's movies, um, Rumblefish, Cotton Club, Peggy Sue Got Married, and that gave him a bit of a boost early on, but he hasn't worked with Francis ever since Peggy Sue Got Married. He's You know, he's been, he's really broken out and established himself as as an actor you know as very much um very much an actor in his own unique category
0: it's really interesting zach you spend a lot of time around you know pretty big name actors
1: yeah i've I've interviewed a lot of movie stars over the years
0: i mean the the reason i ask you that is because because of doing this show they've come into i mean everybody from peter falk to jane fonda but have come into the studio to do shows and they're a, they're a different, there's no question. If you're good at that, and I would say that Peter Falk and Jane Fonda and Nicolas Cage would be, uh, they are a different kind of person. You could pick up this vibe, it's kind of like, they're not like me. You know, it's kind of that deal.
1: Right, right. And you know, I mean, Nicholas Cage has lived a very eccentric and flamboyant lifestyle, both yes. on the, on screen and off. And that's part of what I, what I find so interesting about him is he almost seems to live his, daily life like he's in a Nicolas Cage movie, you know what I mean?
0: No, I know exactly. I think, you know, that's a great way to put it, Zach. We're kind of to him all in the Nicolas Cage movie with him. I like that take.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean when he bought those rare dinosaur skulls from Mongolia or, you know, when he, was, when he was a young man in his 20s, he, when he first made it big as an actor, he had a whole aquarium in his apartment and he had, he had sharks swimming around in like a shark tank in his apartment. I mean, he's, he's, he's a strange individual. I mean, he's lived a very eccentric life.
0: Did you get to sit down face-to-face with him for this?
1: No, actually, no. He he declined to participate in the book. So um, yeah. I ended up doing a lot of other people who worked with, a lot of, like, famous directors and actors who worked with him early in his career on some of these big movies. Like, I interviewed David Lynch about Wild at Heart, and I interviewed yeah. John Patrick Shanley, the writer of Moonstruck. And I interviewed Matthew Modine about what it was like to star opposite Nicolas Cage in Birdie.
0: You know, in a way, Zach, I bet you were kind of like, I kind of like the fact that he won't take, take part in this book because that is Nicolas Cage. He just doesn't do that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, he definitely wants to preserve some mystique around his life and persona. Um, you know, it would have been a different book had he participated, but because he didn't participate, I had, you know, total freedom to, to write what I wanted to write and to pursue mm-hmm. the angles that I wanted to pursue um, and to talk to, to a lot of his collaborators. So I interviewed more than 100 people for this book, people who knew him and worked with him firsthand. And so, you know, there are a lot of stories in the book um, from Cage's collaborators, you know, stories that haven't been published before.
0: You know, Zach. I know we only have you for one more minute, but I will tell you that what you just said there, show. I wouldn't say that you're exactly a moron either, Zach. You're a pretty sharp guy, don't you think? Thank you. I'd, I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, because you understood. I don't want to take part in the book. Yeah, I understand that, and you made the best of it. It's. Uh, I wish a lot, a lot more. I guess news anchors and writers would have an understanding like you have. It's like, that's who Nicolas Cage is. I have no problem with that. And in my opinion, it made the book even better, to tell you the truth.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think I, think it, I, think I worked around his participation, and I, I interviewed a lot of interesting people, and that definitely added a lot to the book.
0: We look forward to the next time we get to talk to you, Zach. Thank you so much for your time this morning, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Zach Schoenfeld, ladies and gentlemen, how Coppola became Cage. See, I like people that understand that is who Nicolas Cage is. Don't get mad at him. Don't be upset. Don't Mm -hmm. be disappointed. The book is better because he said, no, I don't want to take part in it. I think so. I I love
2: that. Because if you can talk to enough people that are close to him, you can get the gist of the same stories, but you don't have to worry about writing it in a way that isn't going to potentially make. Nicholas Cage upset or anything like that. You'd be, I think, a little bit more right. forward with it.
5: Yeah, because if you're, if you're working directly with him on the book, you almost, like you said, Tevin, you have that like, obligation to almost like make sure everything is greenlit yep. by mm-hmm. him before you publish it. Yep. If he says no, and maybe that was his thing, not just like, no, I don't want to do it. It's just, I want you to write something that you feel is genuine about me if you're going to yep. do it. Um, so having to go and talk to everybody else and all this stuff, then you can make the story and make the book Exactly how you want, and how like I'm sure Zach had a had a goal to, when he set out when he initially started, and I'm guessing by going around Nicolas Cage to talk to all these other people and get these stories and get these insights, it probably enhanced the the book so much. So um, I mean, I love Nick Cage. I didn't know this book existed. I plan on looking into it.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's a very good take on. It. Yeah, I, I thought Zach handled that interview very, very well. I love the fact that he understood when Nicholas Cage said, no, I don't want to take part. He kind of handed him the freedom he needed to do, to write the book whichever way he wanted to. Uh, I love that stuff. Instead of, can you imagine some of these Hollywood stars that do sit in and help write a book? Oh, mm-hmm. you forgot about that wonderful thing I did over here when I was great. That's yeah, got to be hard to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, I feel like if anything, if I was a, you know, a Hollywood star and somebody was like, oh, I'm going to write a book about you, call me when it's over and I'm not going to read it or anything, but I'll tell you my side of the story that you can add to it or something like that rather than yeah. being involved every step of
0: the way. Yeah, after the book is written, you're talking about Yeah, I so mean, then now you can go in and
2: make your editorial if you want to add something that I said into it, but I think it's more authentic when you get uh, other people's opinions of Nick Cage rather than just him going on a diatribe about himself. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm going to guess the number is four, but then I'm going to ask you guys, how many times has Nicolas Cage been married?
1: I don't,
2: I don't know. How many
0: gets married?
2: I feel like I never see him in any <laughs> scandals or
4: anything about his personal life that often. So. Not
0: scandals, really, but he does like to get married and divorced.
4: I know that. Oh, uh, yeah. He's one, two, three, four, five. Five, <laughs> <laughs> And he's his how first- old? The first um, prefer
5: the first one he uh married Patricia Arquette in ninety five yeah. until 01. Yeah. And then uh Lisa Marie Presley, 02 to oh four. <laughs> well, because he was obsessed with Elvis. <laughs> oh
0: yes, He's he
4: obsessed is obsessed with Elvis. So everyone was like, That's weird. Now you're married to like do you like his daughter? Do you not? I remember that. Um the longest one was Alice Kim from
5: 04 to sixteen, and then a very short stint with Erica <laughs> Kolke from Th- that didn't make it out of 2019, so that was a less than 12-month endeavor, and then he's currently married, it looks like, to Rico Shibata, who I don't know anything about.
0: Rico Shibata? I don't know that name either. Does anybody know who that is? No. Uh, yeah.
5: She's known for Prisoners of the Ghost Land, which came out in 2021, and she's been. Uh, they have one child together now, so congratulations to oh, that's
0: nice. Nick that's and uh, Rico. Got a little boy, little girl, does it say? It
5: does not. Uh, yeah, uh, well, August, August, French, August, Francesca Coppola Cage. So you use your intuition to figure out. Coppola,
4: and Cage. he's young.
2: Did did he legal- He must have then legally changed his name to Cage. It's not just he just goes by it, right?
0: Maybe. Yeah, that's Because otherwise, yeah, you,
2: you make your baby take your stage name.
0: <laughs> I didn't know that I have something in common with Nicolas Cage from what you just read. What's that? Because he's Italian, Mm -hmm. and August, you said, is the name of his child. Yes. Mm -hmm. My two uncles, great uncle and an uncle named August, were both murdered by Italians. So we got something in common. What do you think of that action?
4: Small world. Yeah. It's a true true story,
0: by the way. I'm not making that up. That's a true story. They were both murdered.
4: Oh, well, there is a rabbit hole Uh, (laughs) you can go down about her age. They don't have it confirmed. Oh. But they think she's 27 and he's 57. But it's not like trying to find out her age is, is a little more complex than you'd think.
0: Did you bring that up to upset me? Yeah. Because everywhere we go, okay, there, Catherine, <laughs> isn't he a lot older than you? Yeah, shut up. Leave me he's alone.
4: 30 years.
5: <laughs> uh, yeah, he, like eight. he also has a older son. Um, who, oh, I'm trying to see who his uh, with. Christina Fulton, who I don't even know who that is, but he is uh thirty-two, thirty-two, named Weston Cage. So he adopted so his, new wife,
4: his so new wife is younger than, than his son. son. Uh,
0: it'll happen, you know. Will it though? <laughs> Will it? You really? Yeah, I I'm sorry. I couldn't uh, Catherine's eight years younger than me, and that's probably about the outside. Right there, there's no question. Yeah, married. Hey, look, if you're married to somebody 30 years younger than you, you kids get along. Good for you. We're not for you. You know, criticizing everybody. I just don't think I could do it. Yeah, you know that's I mean? where
4: I'm at. Where I go, I don't want to hang out with somebody like. So in my case, I would be hanging out with a 67 year old. Like if I was showed up to a <laughs> dinner with you guys, and I rolled in with a with a man who's almost Tom's age, you guys would have feelings about it. Like, get that bag. <laughs> but you, he could be after my money. You That's don't true. know that. That's true. He <laughs> had to throw
0: names. me under the bus by, you know, I'd I'll be almost as old as Tom then. I don't mean okay. that in a
4: bad way. I just You're mean a like, a
0: horrible human being. Uh,
4: you You're are dad like, a dad adjacent. You're dad like. If Alex brought a 65 year old man to dinner.
0: That'd be weird. Yes, It'd be, be, be weird. Very, very, very weird. Yes. That would... And again, if you're in that boat and you're married to somebody 30 years, good for you. As long as it works for you, works for me, right?
4: Yeah. Yep.
0: That's all I'm saying. That, that makes total sense, doesn't it?
4: It's fine. Do what you want, but also, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I knew you weren't going to let it go. I knew there's no way you were just going to let that go. No question about it, but you know. That's a whole different... Yeah, it's so funny about that. He was married, what, did you say five times? Yeah, yep. five. Catherine, I've been married. We've been together for 43 years. It'll, we'll be married 40 years in on January... Or excuse me, July 7th. And it's so weird to me to figure out what goes so wrong because, I mean, Catherine probably have a different opinion, but I don't think we were ever close to ever getting divorced. <laughs> no, maybe she did. I'm not real sure about that, but... Uh, that's got to be tough uh, going through all those like if you if your first marriage which you thought was the greatest thing that ever happened to you doesn't end well don't it make you a little jittery about going on to number two three four and five
2: yeah that's yeah. my thought
0: is at some point you
2: got to start yeah. pumping the brakes and not just marrying every woman that you <laughs> date <laughs> people,
4: yeah people are in love with being in love sometimes i'm not the type like i think if something happened with me and Justin, I if I wasn't raising a kid with somebody, I don't ever see myself getting remarried. That just would never, but some people love it. And, Mm -hmm. and people have great successful second marriages. I'm just kind of the type that would be like, yeah, I, I don't like being married is one of those things where you go. It's, it's, it's just not in my mind a necessary thing to do twice. That's all. Right.
0: I don't know who this would be, but I got to believe it's registered somewhere. Who is it, a man or a woman, doesn't matter, who's the American who's been married the most times of anyone? Because it's got to be in double digits, don't you think? It's got to be 10. Don't you think?
4: But I do need... if AJ's going to look it up, but I do need your help, Tom, and I don't know how to ask this.
0: Okay, here we go.
4: Okay, so you know how we we learned a lot about The Golden Bachelor before it went down? It was a 71-year-old man. um, And They're going to make, they want to do another one because it went so well. And there's a big claim that there's not a lot of available hot men or older, hot single men that want to be on it. Mm -hmm. And I started an argument with somebody and I said, I bet you I could find an, like, somebody around 60 to 80, Mm -hmm. single guy who's attractive. But the problem running into is I'm sounding like a prostitute at the, um, lifetime uh gym whenever i ask like hey are you a single older guy <laughs> and i can't seem to really meet and greet in those circles what i need you to do is just give me a name of an attractive 60 to 80 year old man in your life that you know who is single
0: now is he related to the guy who just won the golden bachelor is he related to chef fema because that's not a she, very common name that,
4: no that's the female and she she was uh, an ex-wife of his
0: Oh, the woman's name is FEMA.
4: Yes, she oh, was the runner-up here in oh, Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah, Leslie.
2: Didn't, and I thought, you say the Golden Bachelor went over so well. Wasn't he living some sort of, sing, like, a secret life where he had a girlfriend the whole time? Oh.
4: Like, so I- no, he didn't have a girlfriend the whole time. He uh, was definitely, like, lied about that he'd never, like, kissed or been with anybody. He had a girlfriend after his ex-wife, or his, 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 uh, his wife died. Mm-hmm. He had was a girlfriend. Yeah, she no. died, and that's why like he's looking for love. And he was claiming that he hasn't done anything. And then there was like a, a, a few women who came out that said they dated. So yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of Gary. He definitely lied. He definitely was produced yeah. and he like went along with it. But he didn't have a girlfriend at the time that he was looking in on The Bachelor. Okay. So
0: what was his name? Gary What?
4: Um I'm Gary Turner, I want to say Gary Birditsman.
0: Gary Burditzman, that's exactly. Turner,
4: it is Turner.
0: Oh, Gary Turner.
4: Yeah.
0: And where is he from? Indiana. Oh, I thought he was from here. No, that Lesley. Lesley, the they grab
4: people from all over the U.S. Leslie's from here. Speaking oh. of Indiana,
5: the gentleman who holds the record for most monogamous Uh-oh. marriage is also from Indiana. Yep. Uh-oh. Glenn Wolfe. He's allegedly uh, had the largest number of monogamous marriages at 31 separate Holy times. God. 31 <laughs> separate times, 19 children amongst those marriages. The real question in the game, ladies and gentlemen, is how many of those ended because of his wife's death?
0: Ooh, oh, no. no. no I'm oh, going to go no. with. I'm going 19. Ooh, I was 19 say, out of
5: 31 because I, of a death?
2: I was going to say 18. I,
5: I was going to say 18. Two is enough
2: to be weirded out. No, I'm going to say for sure double digits.
5: Brittany is the closest. Four. Four marriages. Four out of 31. Yes, his first one lasted a year, ended in uh, Marcy McDonald's death. And then... uh, Cause of
4: death? What's the cause of death?
5: Doesn't say, just says her death. Um, Charlotte Devane, two years of a marriage ended with her death. Jesus uh, Vivin Alvers actually lasted three years, also ended with her death. It's one, two, three. One year, two years, three years. And then, kind of a pattern. Uh, there's, um, the last one, this one wasn't a confirmed marriage, but they technically counted as ending because of her death. So, but thirty-one marriages is wild.
2: And how many marriages until you stop having weddings where you invite family? And how yeah, many I'm marriages? And how many wedding. marriages and, as a family member would you stop going to this guy's weddings?
5: Yeah, right. It's just it's just in his Christmas card every year. Right. Like, hey, I'm married again, by the way. Yeah.
4: Unless like Glenn's marriages become a tradition, then I'd be in. And like mm-hmm. every time, there's like, a different theme I wear. Like if it becomes my <laughs> holiday tradition, is to go to Glenn's wedding. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think AJ and Tevin and I look pretty bad in this situation, because this guy met 31 women who wanted to marry him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's got to be a world record, isn't it?
4: Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, we Reasons. the other one. No, we,
5: the other one I didn't mention was Francis Hunter. Didn't even make it a year. Just they married, and then a couple months later, she died. <laughs> she died. She just died. I don't know how. Um, but oh, yeah. woman died.
4: Ugh. I say we quit the podcast and we commit our lives to this true crime podcast about Glenn. What's his last name? Hi. Uh, Glenn Wolf. Is it Glenn or Glenn? It's
5: G-L-Y-N-N. So you... He's also known as Scotty, if that helps. Scotty Wolf.
2: It feels Glenn. like he's trying to hide something. <laughs> like,
5: what are you doing, sir? Getting married all these He times? was an American Baptist minister, so did, was he just doing it himself? Oh, maybe. <laughs> he's just, like, tricking it. Just okay. Say I do right now. Please. Say I do. can't. Gotcha
0: i'm telling you we gotta we gotta track this i you know i like we should do that on this show we should see if we can line somebody up for their 30 second marriage what do you think
4: it's gonna mean something it's gonna it's gonna be special we'll probably at this point has more in attendance this way than any way else
2: and you'd never guess it by the number of times he's been married but glenn he believes in true love love it he just you know he's out there
0: looking also for his person has
4: an insane amount of toasters i promise you that yeah. he has a lot of toasters and probably is this, true.
0: yeah probably true. so how is he still alive no he passed in
5: 1997 oh, it looks like
0: oh okay so he and how old was he when he died
5: he was 88 no that can't be, that can't be right sorry I wonder
2: who he left his fortune to like did he fortune. pick I don't know did like did he pick one of the wives like wife number 27 Yeah he was 88 okay.
4: Assuming that he has any money left after that many divorces is wild. The paperwork alone would bury you. <laughs>
5: is that would be tough. One of his 19 children right. get a check in the mail for like $3.45. Hey, he, my inheritance. He
2: actually just saved like a Word document with the divorce papers in it and just changed out the names and <laughs> dates. <He's> got,
4: <laughs> oh, that's really funny. What is it called? Uh, like, they, like A, a boilerplate, plate, yeah. right? Oh, oh, boilerplate, a boilerplate form, yeah.
2: divorce, yeah.
0: I did f- thirty-one times. I've been married once. He's been married thirty-one. Times. Don't you forget? Like you roll over in bed. Hey, Elizabeth, give me a. Well, my name's not Elizabeth. I mean, wouldn't you forget? <laughs>
5: He there absolutely. is a slight asterisk here because there, 28 were fully confirmed. Three of them were not ever fully confirmed. In terms of like they saw paperwork, it was oh, just okay. going off word alone. Oh, okay. That being said, if you got to 28, I'll take your word on the so, three. Right,
2: it's like yeah. police throwing on an extra case on a murder, like a serial killer. Like yeah, confirmed seven, suspected of eight. Yeah, just throw it on there.
5: <laughs> and he was a minister. You said he was a Baptist minister from India. guys.
4: The L.A. Times wrote an article about him, Tom. It is beautiful. I'm just going to read this one line. He married teenagers and grandmothers, farm girls and drug addicts, virgins and prostitutes, preachers and thieves, taking and shedding partners as casually as a square dancer.
5: (laughs) That is, that is poetry.
0: That is poetry. That is poetry. You're right. That's a great. So he literally just, well, what well, well, is it, Tuesday? Okay, well, I better get married.
4: That is hilarious.
0: Oh,
2: and somewhere there's somebody out there going, I can't even find a date. Right. And this guy's got 31 <laughs> wives. Like, Save some
5: for the rest of us, buddy.
4: Right. Is
0: there, a, is there a picture of him at any point in his life? Doesn't matter how old he is. Is there a picture of him?
5: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll see if I can get one up here quick. Give me a four Oh God, here. we
0: gotta now, Brittany, you be the judge. Would you marry this man? Okay. Is all we're saying. Do you know what age you're gonna put up? How old he was? Ah, uh, God, I have no idea. Not a not a clue.
2: Not a clue. But you can find what... some young ones on there. He's not a terrible looking
4: guy. I wonder mm-hmm. if what category I'd fall into. Virgin or prostitute, grandma or <laughs>
0: Well, None of those so far. All right, well, after you've been you looking much. for
2: old men at Lifetime, they're probably more aiming to the wards, oh. the, uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> yeah. prostitute
4: one. I got to find, uh, I'm on a whole bet. I, okay. I promise here, by Friday here's I can picture find of him. a hot, single old man. Here's a picture of
5: him with one of his uh, one of his 31 lovely wives. Okay,
0: here we go. No. He looks familiar.
4: Yeah. Like his,
0: wife. his wife has a very pretty smile. His I wife will...
4: is hotter than me for sure, but I'm still not doing it. <laughs>
0: But he looks familiar. Well, who does he look like? Maybe he just looks like somebody. Uh, I would he looks
4: s- like, oh, in my. the old movies, the town drunk. <laughs> I was going to say, he and looks
2: like the mayor of some small town. Like, yep. yeah. like in uh, yep. Back to the Future type, he looks like a character from an old scene in Back to the Future.
4: He's His posture is not doing his uh, chin any justice. He's, he's lacking no, a chin in this situation. He really is swallowing his chin. Like
0: I have a question for you. Would he get married at the library? What the hell yeah. is that? <laughs>
5: So but this got... this is um hi, this is him at forty seven. No, no way. He <gasps> is
2: not forty seven.
5: Yes, he's forty seven <laughs> he, in this picture. He, this is bride number thirteen, uh, looks, Sherry, age twenty. He looks like he's eighty years old in this picture. He does. There's no way he's 47. wait. Fun fact: Sherry was also bride number eleven. <laughs> what what? So, came, uh, back he <laughs> came back
0: to the honeypot? Came back to the honeypot, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my my
4: God. God. Tom, I want to know so much more. Like, I say we dedicate an hour every week to Glenn. (laughs) We should. Wolf, whose
5: other wives were teenagers, said uh, their remarriage resulted from listening to evangelist Billy Graham, who recently spoke at a convention center. They were married on December 7th. So this picture is from December 8th when he was 47 and she was 20, wife uh, 11 and 13, coincidentally.
0: She's only 20? 20. She's only twenty in this picture. Yes. Oh, she looks a lot. Of, she looks like she's about thirty-five. I mean, she's an attractive woman. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she looks yeah, angry or have, anything.
2: I wouldn't have thought she was twenty either. I wouldn't have either. No,
0: either. no way. All right, you crazy bastard. Rest in peace. That's all I got to say. Right.
2: Yeah. Forty-seven. He looked terrible. <laughs> he
4: looked horrible. Oh that's what that's a lot of divorces does.
0: To you at seven. Yeah, I, I want
4: to know what Glenn's got, and if you don't know what I mean. <laughs> I it's think you're the only one that wants to know. What's going on with Glenn? Okay. Why are yeah. these women coming back to him?
0: Here's the best part of this. We can hold on to that picture and go, oh, yeah, you think it's hard to be married to a woman? Well, look what happened to this guy after marrying 11 women. He looks like he's about 80. Yeah. What, 47? You said 37. He was 47 in that picture. 47. I agree with Devin. He looks like he's about 80 years old now. Yeah.
4: Picture. It's yeah. wild.
0: One more time. He's. <laughs> <laughs> He pops it up again. There it is. All right, we got to take a break here, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back in a couple of minutes, right up to this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live
3: at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you... I'm betting you'll be happy too. Consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit That's
0: B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander, or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in... In your carpet so zero res carpet care listen around the holidays you need to contact zero minnesota.com or call nine five two z-e-r-o-r-e-z that's nine five two zero res they clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services how about a Tom Bernard deal well here it is get three rooms zero resified starting at 129 bucks and don't forget your air ducts mention me and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too this is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520 res backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Guys, if you want to reignite your intimacy once and for all, listen. Just give Twin Cities Premier Health a call for a discreet and confidential in office evaluation by their highly trained staff of medical professionals. Acoustic wave therapy sessions are 25 to 30 minute treatments with no pain, no downtime afterward. And right now, Twin Cities Premier Health is offering a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. Receive this $800 value when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. You may know that age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Acoustic Wave Therapy can rescue your relationship and has been clinically proven to break up plaque. Definitely take advantage of this limited-time special offer. Receive a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is a savings of $800 when you use code word TOM at TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to use promo code TOM so we get credit for sending you. I wouldn't recommend a service like this unless I knew they could help you. TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com.